Evelyn sat on the bed in the corner of her room at the Oak House Psychiatric Clinic. She didn't acknowledge her husband's presence at first. The room was lit only by a dim lamp on the bedside table so she could stare out of the window at the blackness beyond. She liked to watch the stars. He had found her like this many times, just staring. Gillian changed the subject again. Work, Peter. Is work okay still? Peter Flynn replied immediately because he had an answer in his stock. Great, yes, we were showing a new computer to a customer today. She hadn't lifted her gaze from the window since he arrived. What was she thinking when she stared out there? Five minutes into the demonstration, the main box shorted out and blew a chip through the front of the case, buried itself in the wall behind the customer's head. He didn't order anything. It had happened, but it had been months ago when Flynn wasn't living off their savings. Gillian giggled again, but recovered quickly. I hope they don't get him. They didn't get him, did they? He'll be okay. Will he? Are you okay, Pete? Flynn let the questions pound into him. She crawled along the bed toward the window. Leave us alone. We were fine, okay? Flynn tried to pull her back, but she fought, her fist thrashing the air. Come on, honey, he said. Relax. You're okay in here. She settled uneasily. I worry for you, Pete. I worry. Nobody's safe. Do you want to go to sleep yet? I'll stay up and keep watch. As you wish. I'll be in trouble if I stay any longer, won't I? The pretense that there were scheduled visiting hours somehow made it easier to leave. Sleep well. As he stood, Flynn helped her up so he could hug her properly. He watched as the tears began, and her confused eyes locked into a stare that searched for trouble before it found her. He was always surprised how well Gillian looked. She didn't look like she'd spent the last four months in this room. Only her eyes betrayed the emptiness. When they cleared, she would sometimes sound like her real self, fooling him into thinking that she would eventually recover, despite the pessimism of her doctors. Let me close the curtains, said Flynn. You're safe here. No! She leapt onto the bed again and crawled toward the window, her face distorted in terror. This time he couldn't stop the screaming, and he couldn't pull her back far enough to stop her beating on the toughened glass. Jilly! She lost her balance, reached out for support and knocked the lamp off the table, plunging the room into darkness. He pulled her back and reached for the panic button, driving it into the wall as Gillian scrambled again toward the window. Now he was in the way and she was on top of him, her elbow connected with his mouth as he tried to grab her hands. You bastards, she screamed as she moved away from him, pulled by invisible hands. A light went on. Flynn rolled off the bed, glad that the nurses had arrived so quickly. The bed was surrounded by staff, each working to restrain his wife. He touched a finger to his lower lip and found it bloody. Gillian struggled, kicking out. She connected with a doctor who staggered backward. The screaming was intense. It echoed around the room and made his ears ring. Flynn stepped aside as another doctor arrived. The team had managed to fasten restraints to Gillian's wrists, pinning her hands to the bed, but despite their number, they still struggled to control her legs. A nurse pinned her shoulder down while another prepared a syringe. Flynn collected his jacket and turned to leave. He had seen too much already. Flynn retraced his steps through the clinic. 
He moved through the corridor that led into the foyer and shoved open the front door without slowing. The wind grabbed at his hair and penetrated his jacket. He stuck his hands deep into his pockets and hunched forward to keep warm. Dust blew across the wide rose beds, punished by the dry summer. They were now emptying themselves across the parking lot. Flynn reached his car and tumbled in. He waited, shivering, glad of the comfort. Feeling guilty for leaving Gillian, he slumped forward onto the steering wheel. An orange glow from the lights outside illuminated the intricate patterns of the walnut dashboard. Flynn pulled off his tie roughly, resenting the charade it was a part of. Instead of going to work, he would sit alone and consider the contradictory ideas of Gillian's doctors. Each of them had looked for some deeper meaning behind the claims she had made in her hypnosis sessions. The more they looked, the more tenuous their conclusions became. Each used different words, but the gist was the same. Gillian really is too confused to rely on Mr. Flynn. Their advice was easy to follow at first because it didn't occur to him that she may have the clearest view of all. She had never contradicted herself and the details always matched what she had said before. With nothing else to do, he had read everything he could find. He found that many other people, perhaps thousands, told similar stories. How could Gillian have so much in common with them if her story was a symptom of her breakdown? Flynn looked down at the magazine on the passenger seat. As he picked it up, it fell open to a dog-eared page. Though he had read the article several times in the last few days, he glanced over it once again. It described a conference that would take place tomorrow. He turned over to the program of events. He had drawn a red circle around the name of the presenter scheduled for 11.30. The name had become familiar to him in recent months as he had read her books, full of cases like Gillian's. The article described the presenter, Carrie-Anne Wright, as a renowned ufologist and writer specialising in cases involving abduction. From Beyond Belief by Paul Charles was read by Kay Anderson. This episode was recorded by Kay Anderson in Nashville and mixed at the Detman Brothers Studios, Munich. Welcome to the Devil's Playground. If you really like this podcast, the best way to support us is to download the ebook for Kindle or Kobo, also available in paperback. Look for The Playground by Paul Charles or From Beyond Belief by Paul Charles. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.